Good morning and welcome to Filtered. We are your daily digital diary on everything from leadership to wellness to mindset. I'm Megan Cassidy, MD at Love and Media Group, and I'm joined as always by Jamie Heaslip. This morning, we're talking about starting fresh. This is something that applies to a lot of people, maybe who lost their jobs at the start of the pandemic, have just started something new. I think it's fair to say that the last seven months have seen seismic change for most people in some area of their lives. This morning, we're sort of focusing on professional change and starting afresh, starting a new job. And the thing that occurred to me when I started to think about this is what makes change or professional change really difficult often is when you identify too closely with the role that you're currently in. When you start to see yourself as that role, when you, your personality becomes enmeshed with this new sense of identity that's generated just purely professionally and from the role you're in. And I always think of a story that my friend told me about a, a top level exec in, in his company, and it's a huge organization. Um, and this top level exec was used to, you know, always being upgraded to first class every time he flew all the best treatment. He was getting free tickets to big global events. People were begging him to go. And when he left that role, he very candidly said to my friend, wow, it wasn't me getting the first class tickets. It was the role. And it was a really difficult transition for him to start realizing it, that wasn't about me. That was the role. If you can do that in advance, I think it's really healthy. If you can start really making a very clear delineation between you and your role, it makes it much easier to then start looking at new opportunities moving on. Or if the worst happens and you lose that job, it makes it a lot easier to adjust and realize that, you know, we've talked about transient transient advantage before which I'm mm. obsessed with that phrase ever since you said it you've transient skills like there you are not your role and I think that's a crucial thing to accept when it comes to moving on to a new role no you're not your role but we spend some sort of time in work that you know it should be at least something you enjoy or is moving you towards something that you in, enjoy so um take rugby players for example the challenge they face when they finish is that because they've you know sacrificed a lot and gone all in on it since they were probably eight nine ten years old you know so they end up doing it for if they're lucky you know 20 25 years um but if you wrap your whole identity up into the one thing then when you step away from it what are you and that that's where um, a lot of mental health issues come up because they 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 struggle with that and that's why it's very important, for example, if I'm dealing with clients, that we make sure that we, we look at things from a 360 perspective and we look at the macro picture of them and their guidelines. You know, career would be one of them. A very simple exercise is doing like a wheel of life. And you have career, you have personal growth, you have money, you have uh, family and friends, significant others, uh, health, um, physical environment, and... I'm missing one of them, but there's another one there. But either way, what, what basically what it is, it is, you know, you, you put eight things up there. They're almost like eight guidelines to people of, of checking out what are the important parts of their life. And you actually ask them to, to change the words that they want or what do the words mean to them. Um, 
for that reason so that you that's you know that's where wellness comes into the so you make sure that you are kind of somewhat balanced or have a smoother because the fact that you do a wheel is that you don't want big peaks and troughs in it you want it nicely rounded so it's nice and smooth um, and your journey is nice and smooth um but in terms of uh, what we're you know talking about here today uh, when you're moving forward when you do to make that decision to 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 change or maybe decisions forced upon you um i'm only thinking of of ourselves now in the in, in one of the business involved in the pubs you know we, we we got up to 30 people and now after the decisions during the week that we now have to that's we're probably going to let go of 20 people and back down to 10 um and that's from having 70 pre-covid um so those you know some people are going to have to adapt and change and Mm. Um, do all sorts of things which is not great but um, in terms of moving forward if you are lucky to get into a, a new job there are kind of ways and means of how you um, reframe the situation for you moving forward um, but it's important not to just dismiss you know going my job like for some people it is There's some people they love being a solicitor an accountant a barrister uh, um you know, uh, the guys next door who renovating the renovating the house next door to me, um, they love doing what they're doing. I, I, I'm guessing, you know. Um, yeah. So, so and you, I you know, it's a bit of a blend. And it works with relationships as well in any sort of relationship in life, whether that's your relationship with your job, your relationship with your other half. If you allow something external to make you happy or to give you value, you also allow it to take it away. So I, I, if you allow being a solicitor to be the thing that, that gives you a sense of identity, you're mm. also giving your job the power to make you feel identity less. So then when it comes to, and I suppose as I'm talking here, I'm laughing at how I'm, I'm chatting about this and realizing as a rugby player, you have the biggest, one of the biggest transitions and you've the added layer of, of doing it in the public eye. P- people are going to label you the way they want to label you. Um, you know, and they're going to have their opinion on the decisions that you make, regardless of of what you say and do, you know, be it good or bad or indifferent. So there's not a whole lot you can control around people's opinions. What you really have to be happy with, like I'm still referred to, um, uh, I know someone sent me on something about our, our dealings in the court with FBD, and I'm still being referred to as a rugby player. I haven't played a game since 2017. Um, so I don't know. I wish I was still getting paid like a rugby player, but um, <laughs> that's not that's not the way it works. But yeah, it's, you know, it, it is. It, really, it's about your like what do you identify yourself as? You yeah. know what I mean? And then kind of uh, that's that's the person you got to live with first, uh, and then move towards maybe where you want to get to, or you know, you can use other people as as someone that you identify with, or you want to try and identify with, and use use them as a reference point. All right, um, there's nothing wrong with that in terms of kind of feeding into your ideal self, and and in terms of a job. And start a new job that's actually a really good handy trick to have um but yeah you you can't you can't manage other people's uh expectations or thoughts or ideas or labels that they want to put on you that's a really healthy way of of looking at it and then when it comes to starting your new job which is mm. hopefully a positive thing one of the seminal works in this area in the last few years is michael watkins the first 90 days And because what we do in these 10 minute episodes is give you the key takeaways, 
the key takeaway for me on that um, was a really big learning for anyone that's starting a job that's progression or that's a step up from where they were or that there's a big learning curve Mm -hmm. is to remember that when you start a job, you don't always give value straight away and not to come in too bullishly um, and and making your voice heard and, and panicking about putting your stamp on things very quickly and while missing opportunities to listen to see how things have worked thus far to understand the company and what Michael Watkins talks about is a window of time where you're actually and and the higher you progress the more this is the case Mm. when you start in a new company you're taking from the company for the first few weeks maybe he he gives you 90 days to absorb take listen do a listening tour then there's a point of inflection where the relationship starts to even out and it's give and take. And then as a senior role or as a manager of a team, um, you are the one that starts adding the value. But you don't usually add that value until, you know, he says it's 90 days down the line. And I think that's crucial for people to remember is when you start a new company, go in, stop thinking about yourself take the ego out of it and observe absorb and and it's nice because you can take a little bit of pressure off yourself in that respect as well um it's about learning to fit in sussing out the dynamics and then you when it comes to your time to add value to the company that value will be you know exponentially increased because of that time that you've taken to to do a thorough induction yeah i think like there's a couple of different things you can do with it. Like the 90 day rule is, is good. It's one quarter, you know, it's, it's kind of nice and tidy. It wraps up very well. Um, it basically tells you to get in, you know, in, in essence, what he says is get in, shut up, listen, um, you know, follow up with people, build relationships, ID who, who are, you know, your key stakeholders, see if there is some sort of mentor that you can use. Um, first impressions are important um because you can't you can't remake them really mm. um you know and then he's you know uh, something that i use with a lot of people is is where we kind of we do we do a couple of things we kind of when someone's taking on a new role they might be nervous for example so what we do is we do something called an autobiography so um we do i i do i do three things with them i do an autobiography uh, a leadership timeline and then I do a thing called connecting the issues so the autobiography is where you you basically get them to think you know fast forward I usually say I say okay it's your 90th birthday and someone's writing a speech about you what are they saying okay and then a lot of really interesting things come out of that because you get a lot of purpose you get a lot of mission you get a lot of values things that they want to be remembered by and then to fill them with a bit of confidence um, you know, you do something like a leadership timeline where you go, okay, over the last five years, give me the highlight tour. Give, give me the, you know, I don't want to hear the lows. Just give me, give me the highs. Okay. And sometimes some of the highs are following challenges, right. And stuff like that. And that will give them a real sense of their strengths and what they did really well in particular scenarios. And, you know, from that, you can draw some, your strengths and weaknesses and where the gaps are and what you need to be kind of aware of. And then when you do something like connecting the issues, you, you, you think about what you must deliver for your organization over the next year or 18 months. And you kind of realize that over that first 90 days, for example, and that's why you need to take your time and just be a bit tactful about where you're going. And you kind of list each kind of, um, 
output or deliverable. And, you know, for, you know, what, what's going to be over that time frame, what you need to be accountable for. And that's kind of on the, on the vertical axis. And then on a horizontal axis, you consider the elements that we pulled from that leadership timeline or the autobiography and write each element um, or issue across the kind of horizontal one. And then you kind of look in terms of uh, deliverables and, you know, connect which capability with it, which issue and it, which will kind of contribute to like the business goal essentially. And so you kind of get a map, you know what I mean? Like of where um, you get a clear case of what you need as further development over this next 18 months, but also where you can get some quick wins and start getting momentum as well and leverage the strengths that you have while also being aware of maybe some blind spots that you might have as you grow into the role. So it's a really good exercise to just formulating the map but you need to take time and you need to consume information to know exactly what the lay of the land is that sounds like a really good way to take full control of your induction as well and avoid the pitfall of being pulled a hundred because when you walk into a new company you're a blank piece of paper you can if it's very easy to fall into the trap of working reactively and just responding to the different ways that you're pulled. So I think employing those tactics definitely mm. gives you a sense of control. Um, and then you can make your decisions daily based on, on that longer term um, quarter or stretch or however you've mapped it out. Um, that's us for this morning. Tomorrow morning, we'll be talking about an extension of, of change, starting a new job um, and identifying with your role, which is, building up your network is so important. And I think now um, people have really realized the value in having a solid network. Um, and that can be professionally and absolutely a network of friends. We've touched before on having a network of people you can seek advice from and that you trust, which is invaluable. So we'll be going into that in depth tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Thanks, Jamie. Take care.